The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Ready to talk sports with Daryl and Sam. Welcome to Sports Info UM featuring Daryl Oliver and Sam Sword. These guys know the sport like nobody else. From former players to coaches to the great figures of the NFL, you'll get the inside scoop on what's going down today in football and other sports. Now, here's Daryl and Sam. And welcome to Sports Info UM. Sam, what's going on, man? It's football season. Oh, man, it's the um, the best time of the year for me personally. Uh, there's nothing like sitting back and uh, watching the NFL preseason action, uh, just watching a lot of young guys uh, fighting for their uh, careers. And, uh, you know, hey, uh, some people don't like the NFL preseason, but uh, – me personally, I think it's one of the best times of the year, especially when you're a young guy that's trying to make a name for yourself. And uh, there's no better place to do it than the NFL preseason games. Hey, man, that's for sure, man. And, um, you know, it's that time of year, you know. You haven't had any kind of chill in the air yet, but it is hot. It's two days. You know, I, I went golfing today, and it really made me think about football, man. The smell of that grass this morning. Hey, it's, it's football season. And, uh, you know, this week the, uh, the Ravens came to Tampa, and really they, they looked like they were in in-season form where our Tampa Bay Buccaneers continue to seem like they struggle. Start, they continue to struggle. Um, you know, the Ravens look good, man. They really did. You know, a lot of people talked about the Ravens losing a lot of guys. Uh, they are the defending Super Bowl champions, so until they are dethroned, uh, they are our champions. But uh, the one thing that uh, – that, that's about the preseason week one. The starters really don't play much. Uh, you know, I was looking to see if Josh Freeman was going to be sharp for the for the Buccaneers. Uh, Flacco, he came out. He was uh, seven for nine. He threw an interception. But uh, you know, in in the, in the early goings, uh, the starters they're not going to get much work. Uh, they're getting a lot of reps in the uh, practice and two days. But uh, you know, a little disappointing for. Uh, Tampa Bay to come out and, and get beat like they did, but uh, they did show some signs, some good signs uh, for some of their starters. Yeah, you know, they, they did show some signs of, of um, I, I, you know, they looked a little bit better than they did last year. And it's still up in the air. Is, is Shiano going to be a quality NFL coach? You know, this, this will be his second year. A lot of people didn't really appreciate some of the things he did late in the game last year. They thought it was maybe kind of college-level stuff when it's three seconds in the game and he has his guys going full speed and the quarterback on that opposing team is taking a knee. Um, it's, he's, he still has to show me some things to uh, build my confidence in him as being a, a NFL, NFL coach. Well, another guy with that team that really has to prove himself is Josh Freeman. This is a contract year for Josh. Uh, they brought, they drafted a quarterback uh, in the 
first three rounds, a, a guy that um, looks like he has the makings of an NFL starter. Uh, Shiano has no uh, ties or loyalty to uh, Josh Freeman. So this is going to be a big year for uh, for uh, Mr. Freeman in the quarterback position. If he plays well, he's going to be rewarded well financially. Um, also, another guy that, uh, in my opinion, is going to be on the hook is uh, defensive coordinator Bill Sheridan. Uh, Tampa Bay gave up a lot of points last year. They were in a lot of shootouts. Uh, this year, they uh, made it a priority to go out and get some defensive help. They went out and uh, they traded. Well, they signed for um, the 49ers starting safety, gave him a handsome contract. Uh, they uh, traded for uh, Revis Island. So uh, when you bring in big-name guys and pay them a lot of money, that's going to put a little bit more pressure on the defensive coordinator. I really feel that uh, Coach Sheridan is one of the bright minds in the game, and with the uh, surplus of talent, he's going to do a fine job with uh, Tampa Bay. You know, man, I, I really, I, I really get a little bit irritated when I hear people talk about Josh Freeman um, maybe on the hook in Tampa Bay. You know, I, I know he may not may not be at that top level quarterback in the NFL, may not even be at the second level of quarterbacks in the NFL, but you got to throw him somewhere in the third level, and he's nowhere nearly as bad as some of these quarterbacks that are in the NFL. And I, I really think Josh Josh Freeman is getting a raw deal. On this, on this not being uh, a top, not being a, a good quarterback in the NFL. And I'll tell you this, too. If Tampa Bay ever decide to get rid of him, whoever gets him will be getting a very good quarterback. And with a little bit of time and a little patience, they're going to have a serious win on their hands. Hey, but that's part of the game. You know, when you get a new coaching staff, you get a new GM, you have to prove yourself all over. Not that he's not a big-time talent. I mean, he's a guy that can make all of the throws, but uh, production-wise, he's been a little inconsistent. And uh, if you're a coach, if you're going to commit to a guy, you want to make sure that he's the guy that you're going to put your job on the line for eventually down the, later on down the road. Yeah. And, you know, and on the other side, the Ravens, man, you know, they have some things to prove, but um... – you know, we talk about them losing on uh, Ray Lewis, but the real catalyst that they lose is Ed Reed. You know, Ed Reed was a, a, a silent leader. You know, this man was like a, 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 a spokesman and didn't have to say anything. You know, Ed, Ed is a dynamite guy and a, a super player. And I really think uh, the Ravens are going to miss him more than they miss, um, you know, Ray Lewis. And a reason, and uh, I agree with you. And a, and a re- the reason, in my opinion, is they're not going to miss Ray Lewis uh, as much uh, as Daryl Smith, a guy that uh, put up some great numbers in Jacksonville. In my opinion, he was always a little underappreciated. He has done an outstanding job of coming in and being that um, the guy that's getting the defense set and calling plays for the uh, Baltimore Ravens defense. And uh, like you mentioned, you know, when uh, you have a guy like Ray Lewis on your team. Uh, sometimes even a big star like Ed Reed can be pushed to the background a little bit. But uh, all Ed did was go out and make plays and let his play do the talking. And uh, I, I really feel that uh, he was the, the ringleader of that defense, the guy that put them in position to make plays. And uh, anything that was thrown in the air, man, this guy was either knocking it down or picking it off. He's going to be truly missed. Uh, he's taking his talents to Houston. But, uh, 
I, I really feel that uh, Coach Harbaugh is going to have his uh, Baltimore Ravens fired up, and they're going to be really, really motivated uh, to prove people wrong. And uh, you know, Joe Flacco, a guy that got the big contract this off season, he got he got paid like a Super Bowl winning quarterback. Uh, this is his team now. There's no more Air Reed. There's no more Ray Lewis. Uh, this is Flacco's team. There's no doubt about it. So uh, he's going to have to go out and get it done. All eyes will be on Mr. Flacco. And uh, the Ravens are in transition. I, I truly, I don't see them going back to the Super Bowl this year. You know, I, I can't say I see them going back to the Super Bowl, but I do see them in the playoffs. You know, but but Sam, the Cincinnati Bengals took on the Atlanta Falcons, man, and uh, you know Andy Dalton. You know, this is this is a, this is a year for him to to uh, continue building on what he's built in Cincinnati. You know, last year they made the playoffs, but they were put out in the first round. You know, the Atlanta Falcons. You know, Matt Ryan, Matty Ice, you know, he's made the playoffs. He's, 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 he's he just got the big step. contract. He just got, just the, big got the big money. Can, can he take his team to the Super Bowl? Are the, are the Atlanta Falcons the Super Bowl-ready team this year? Are they one of the Super Bowl-ready teams this year? I really feel Are they ready like, to take that next week? I'm not, I'm not a poker player, but it's just like they're all in, man. I, I really feel that this is Super Bowl of bust for Atlanta. They uh, they went out and got Steven Jackson from the Rams. Uh, they talked Tony Gonzalez into coming back. They have Julio Jones. They have Roddy White. They have Matty Ice. Uh, if they can just somehow secure a home field, a couple home field games in the playoffs, man, that dome is going to be electric. Uh, I really feel that Atlanta has the makings of going to the Super Bowl, but the NFC is just really, really tough. And I don't know if they're going to get out of it, but I'll I tell you what, I wouldn't want to line up if I'm a DB and have to fight, have to face Mr. Julio Jones or Roddy White, man, and with Gonzalez and the quarterback this throwing and, and them adding Steven Jackson, man. Uh, that, that's going to be some tough matches. But a guy that really impressed me, uh, you know, Andy Dalton, he's a big-time quarterback. He's a, a nice one of the emerging young quarterbacks. But the quarterback, to me, that really just got me uh, thinking about, wow, man, this guy has a lot of talent, is Josh Johnson of the Bengals. Uh, I mean, he's a guy that was in Tampa for a couple of years. Uh, he was in San Francisco for a year. He had a pretty nice out, 9 of 16, 100 yards, a touchdown, 4 carries, 64 yards. He, To me, he just showed that, hey, if anything happens to Dalton, I can keep this party rolling. You know, uh, man, I, I saw uh, this kid play. I saw him play at, in Jacksonville, Florida. My son played at, University, at Jacksonville University, and um, he was he was playing for um, Jim Harbaugh at the time, and they played at Jacksonville University. and And Josh Johnson had a had a tremendous career at um, can't think of that San Diego San Diego College or San Diego State or something like that in San Diego, California. So this young man has has been around a pro style offense, a pro quarterback, and now a NFL coach and former NFL quarterback, Harbaugh, when he was in college. Harbaugh brought him to, um, he was in um, um, some San, um, San Francisco with them. I think it was last year. So he, this kid has been around for a while, uh, Sam. You know, he's been, in, he's been around the league for about three years. He's a veteran, man. He's a yeah. veteran, and uh, 
Uh, I, I look for him. Like, like I said, he's he's going to be a guy that if something happens to Dalton, he can step in. Uh, he's going to be able to make plays, and uh, that's what you want. You want a guy that can come in and keep keep things going until your starter gets uh, ready, or if your starter's out for an extended period of time, it's not going to be a major drop-off, and I really feel that Josh Johnson is uh, more than capable of doing that. And uh, like I said, man, he, he can get out. He can make plays happen when uh, – when the pocket collapses and things break down, he can uh, make plays with his legs, and that's kind of the trend now. A lot of guys are going with that more athletic quarterback, and uh, Cincinnati, uh, to me, has found him a great backup in uh, Josh Johnson. Well, you're right. If quarterbacks are going to be running the ball, all teams are going to have to have a great backup. Yep. Hey, moving along, the Cleveland Browns 27, the Rams 19. Uh, you know, everybody's been talking about this uh, rookie Austin out of uh, West Virginia, uh, top 10 pick. Uh, he didn't have any catches, and Coach Fisher came out and said, hey, we got to do a better job of getting Mr. Austin involved in the offense. Uh, but uh, one of the one of the players that really, really surprised me in this game is the uh, development of uh, – Brandon Whedon, uh, the quarterback from the Cleveland uh, Cleveland Browns, a lot of people kind of wrote him off when they brought in Jason Campbell. But uh, I, I tell you, the difference to me uh, in his development is North Turner. North Turner, uh, as a um, as a head coach, you might you might not be so hot on him, but North Turner as an offensive coordinator, his resume speaks for himself and just his ability to work with quarterbacks. I feel that all of these quarterbacks are going to be blessed to work with uh, a coach like North Turner and uh, Brandon Weed, man, ten of thirteen, hundred and twelve yards and a touchdown. He looked like he was in midseason form, Daryl. Well, I'll tell you this, man. You can almost count on the Cleveland Browns being a competitive team this year. Probably more competitive than they've been in the last five seasons or more. And it's probably, and it's going to be because of one thing. They have a coach this year. Finally, Rob Chizinski has gotten him a head coaching job. He's been a coordinator all over the NFL. And now he is a head coach in the NFL. And he's going to make the best of his opportunity, man. Rob Chidinski played tight end at University of Miami, won at least one national championship while he was at the University of Miami. And this man knows how to win. And you're talking about a guy that, that is overachieving. Wasn't that fast, wasn't that big, and he played in the league in the NFL. So he's going to get a lot of respect from his team. He knows the X's and O's of the game. And this is the reason why the Browns are going to be competitive this year. Might even make the playoffs. Uh, I, I think you might have set the bar a little too high. But, uh, hey, being more competitive is a step in the right direction. There's definitely some talent on on that team. And uh, I also like the coordinator that they brought in from Arizona. Man, they got uh, two great coordinators offensively and defensively. And you got a head coach, like you said, that's going to be respected in the locker room. But that don't always carry over the victories. Uh, I, I really feel that Cleveland, from a talent standpoint, they got a young quarterback. They got a great young running back in Richardson. Uh, they have some receivers that can make some plays. I really do feel that they're headed in the right direction. They got an owner that's in a little trouble, but uh, he's willing to spend some money. And as long as you're willing to spend some money in this business, you're going to be all right. That's for sure. Redskins and Titans. Redskins 22, Titans 21. Uh, You know, uh, RG3, uh, he didn't play, but he said that he will definitely be ready for uh, week one. Uh, What are your thoughts on the Redskins? Kirk Cousins is holding down the fort until – 
RG3 returns, Daryl? You know, I, I really think uh, Robert Griffin III is pressing it a little bit too hard. I don't think he's going to be ready to play at um, the first game of the season. And I really don't think he can start the first game of the season if he plays no preseason game. If he doesn't play at least two preseason games, he cannot be ready for the regular season. I don't care how we simulate practice, try to make it like a game. It's just not going to be the same as, as a game. Man, you were the same guy last year that was saying what Peyton Manning can and can't do. And, uh, you know, it, it, it's tough, man. But uh, the way he's progressing, you know, you see him on the sidelines and you working on the sideline, that is not going to simulate a game but at the same time he is getting reps in seven on seven so he's he's seeing the speed of the game he's about to pick up the pace on Wednesday he's going to take part in 11 on 11 I just really feel that this is more of a precaution that the Redskins are taking uh coach Shanahan said he's going to err on the side of caution and I really feel that Mr. Griffin if if he's not ready He's not going to be out there, but uh, all signs point to him being ready uh, when the season starts. And, uh, you know, he might have to knock off a little little cobwebs, but uh, at the same time, man, again, he's he's participating in practice. And how many times do you see during the season where a guy is out for a couple of weeks and he come back? Uh, you know, Terrell Owens, he sat out of two, three weeks and uh, was hurt. And, and and was fine in the Super Bowl, man. And uh, I know the quarterback position is a little different, but uh, – you're talking about Superman, Daryl. <laughs> oh, come on, man. Hey, you know, I, I, I just said, when you look at it, if it's up to Robert Griffin III to play in this week's preseason game, I'm sure he'd say, oh, I'm ready. I can go. I'm, I'm ready to go. You know, and I'm, I'm, when we leave it up to the athletes, they're always going to make a decision that's going to be for them. They, they may not be looking at the big picture. And I think we have to look at a 16-game season and I don't think we can throw him out to the wolves after not playing in one preseason game. It's just not going to work. Yeah. Hey, Daryl, another guy that uh, made his return to the National Football League was Pat White, former West Virginia quarterback, 5 of 8, 31 yards, 5 carries, 33 yards, and a touchdown. Uh, to me, he's a guy that uh, that it really has a chance of sticking around because some teams are going to want to bring him in just to, to uh, simulate the – the speed of that zone read that you're going to see from San Francisco, that you're going to see from the Redskins, that you're going to see from uh, the Russell Wilson. So, um, you know, I really feel that that's why Green Bay kind of brought in Vince Young so they they can get a a true look of some of these guys. Another quarterback uh, on the other side playing for the Tennessee Titans is Jake Locker, a guy that's, uh, you know, to me this is a contract. This is a big year for Jake. Uh, this is clearly his team after they got rid of Hasselback, and uh, he's going to have to go out and show that he can be a franchise quarterback. Hey, guys, you're listening to Sports Info UM on the Voice America Network. We'll be right back after the break. flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. 
Okay, sports fans, here's your opportunity to discuss football, America's favorite sport. On an annual basis, millions of people attend, watch, and listen to football, both pro and college. Ray Ellis Sports, an internet talk radio show, was developed with the fan in mind. Join host, former Philadelphia Eagles and Cleveland Browns strong safety, Ray Ellis, on Voice America Sports every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific for exciting, interactive football discussions from the fans' perspective. Tune in every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific to Ray Ellis Sports right here on the Voice America Network. And let's talk football. Do you love sports talk? Can't get enough sports talk? Have we got a show for you. It's about the NFL training camps, Super Bowl previews, a look at the new starting quarterbacks, and weekly key injuries. We'll take your calls and emails right on the air. Former Philadelphia Eagle James Loving is your host, and you never know who'll drop by for a co-host spot or an interview on the spot. Tune in to Loving That Sports Talk with James Loving every Wednesday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. We some hard hitters. We some hard hitters. Hard hitting radio is a new kind of sports and entertainment show. Your hosts are NFL veterans Mark McMillan and co-host Byron Evans. It's an hour of hater-free radio every week. You'll hear interviews with top athletes, celebrities, coaches, and fans. It's humor, hits, and conversation. Hard hitting radio is on with McMillan and Evans. Listen Fridays at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Network. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. You're tuned in to Sports Info UM with Daryl and Sam. Call us today at 888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or send us an email at sportsinfoun3793 at gmail.com. Now, back to the show. And welcome back to Sports Info UM. You know, Sam, um, Chris Johnson, the running back for the Tennessee Titans, looked like he was in true form. Two rushes for 60 yards. Man, and he put a move on one of the Redskins cornerbacks that was just, woo, really impressive. So, you know, I, I really think with the running attack from Chris Johnson is, is going to be a, an impressive thing for the Titans. But, man, Jake Locker has never shown me any confidence. And if you have a quarterback that does not have a strong, strong confidence, the team is not going to follow this guy. And I can't see Tennessee having much better, um, doing much better than they did last year. This is a guy, Jake Locker, that has a lot of Tim Tebow in him, man. And, uh, you know, he's going to be under the microscope again this year. He's going to have to make some plays in the passing games to free up the running lanes for Chris Johnson because if not, teams are going to continue to stack the box and make Jake Locker beat him. And, uh, you know, as a quarterback, you got to rise to the um, to the occasion. you got to make some plays. If not, Chris Johnson's going to have another frustrating season in Tennessee. That's for sure. You know, but Kirk Cousins, man, when you look at his numbers for the for, for the weekend, 137 yards, 6 for 7, 1 TD. Hey, it's just a matter of time before this man is going to be either starting for the Redskins or he's going to be down the road starting for some other team in the NFL. 
Well, I really feel if RG3 comes back and plays up to his potential, uh, Kirk Cousins right now, he's just uh, auditioning and the Redskins love the production that he's giving them. And uh, they hope that he continue to have a strong preseason for the simple fact this guy's going to be worth a lot of money next year on the free agent market or on the trade market. And uh, I really feel that the Redskins are going to trade Kirk Cousins after this season if RG3 comes back and get through the season healthy uh, it, it's all about potential and uh, Kirk Cousins is he a franchise quarterback we don't know the answer to that but uh, when he's been given an opportunity he's played well and that's what teams like to see he, Kirk Cousins is going to be he's next in line he's the next Kevin Cobb he's the next Matt Flynn hopefully he has more success than those guys guys Matt Castle the list goes on and on and on when a, when your starting quarterback get hurt the backup comes in when he plays well he's well compensated but Kirk Cousins was a high draft pick he was a third round draft pick you know it yeah. kind of raised it raised a couple red flags uh, I didn't really like the choice uh, them picking him a Michigan State guy but I will say Kirk Cousins he's a he's a smart young man he came from a good system at Michigan State and uh, he's taking advantage of every opportunity he's been given in the NFL and uh, I wish him the best of luck man he's he's going to be a starter one day and you know before we leave these Tennessee Titans man Jake Locker will not be the starting quarterback probably after the sixth game of the season and Ryan Fitzpatrick former Buffalo Bills quarterback will be the starting quarterback for before, before midway through the season. You know, this is a big season for Coach Matthews also, and uh, he don't have time to, um, to sit and struggle with a quarterback, but I really don't feel they're going to be in much better shape with Ryan Fitzpatrick, Darrell. I really think they will, man. You know, Fitzpatrick got paid big money uh, about about three years, two years ago with the Buffalo Bills. And he stopped, well, he, he, and he stopped performing. And, you know, maybe the money, made it, maybe it was the money. You know, maybe he needs to make a big move so he can get another big contract. Hey, man, he's a Harvard guy. He's going to be fine. <laughs> I, don't, I don't doubt that, Sam. Hey, man, but the Denver Broncos, man, came came to town and and played the San Francisco 49ers, Sam. You know, we had a chance to see Peyton Manning get off to a pretty good start early in the season. Hey, uh, I, I tell you what, this could be your Super Bowl preview, uh uh, just a hard fall game. A lot of a uh, lot of backup guys uh, playing and playing hard, and uh, you know they they played like they were auditioning for all thirty two teams, and they regardless if they had a forty nine er jersey on or a Bronco jersey on, uh, Peyton Manning played a series of two, two or four thirteen yards. You know you're in good hands when you have Peyton Manning on your team. Uh, a guy that I was a little surprised at, no Sean Marino, man. He's a first-round draft pick a couple years ago. We talked about this off the air, Daryl. This is a guy that's fighting for his job. Six carries, 23 yards. The guy that I was really, really impressed with was C.J. Anderson, man. He ran the ball with a purpose. He had 69 hard-fought yards uh, for the Broncos. And uh, he was impressive, man. He outplayed uh, Marino. You know who I was really impressed with in this game was Michael James. Uh, you know, this is a guy that's, that's come, come out of Oregon. This is his second year. He looked really good. Uh, showed a lot of a lot of bursts of speed, uh, social strength inside. It looked like he's gained a little bit of weight from last year as well. And uh, I look for him to really, really give Frank Gore a break from time to time this year. We all know, you know, Frank runs hard, extremely hard. He didn't play at all in this preseason game. And we probably won't see Frank go until about the third preseason game. 
Now, Frank Gore can only play a game or two, but RG3 can't do it. I just want to make this clear, right? Well, I think Robert Griffin is coming from a season where he had, where he, off season where he had surgery. Frank Gore is just a, a guy that's getting up in age, and we don't really want him to have that kind of physical contact during the preseason. We want to save that kind of contact for the, for the real season, man. That is true. I really feel that LaMichael James, he's going to be a great change of pace back uh, for the San Francisco 49ers. Uh, man, a, a guy for the 49ers who's not guaranteed a job is awesome. Wow, man, the cornerback, he made a whole bunch of money with the uh, with the Eagles, and now he's fighting for a job with the 49ers. What are your thoughts on this guy, man? He's, he's been, He was one of the best cornerbacks in the league when he was in Oakland. Uh, he went out to, uh, to Philadelphia and kind of lost his mojo. Now he's back. Yeah. In the Bay Area, and uh, he's not guaranteed to have a job. And they you have know, a couple I'm, of DBs that are hurt. I'm sure that he's going to make this team. And if he doesn't make this team, I'm sure he'll be in the league this year. But we got to realize, man, this this guy plays a position that's basically based on your speed and quickness and being a little bit physical. And he's had two contracts in Oakland. He had one contract in Philadelphia. And now he's on an, on another contract. Hey, you know, he, he's been around for a while, Sam. You know, this is not a young young quarterback we're talking about. He has 10-plus years in the league, man. He's, yeah. he's, he's been a standout guy in the league. Uh, you know, hey, I, I feel he'll be playing with the San Francisco 49ers. They had a couple of DBs go down. And uh, maybe that's they're just trying to motivate him because, uh, man, this is a guy that uh, when he was on his A game, he was one of the best in the game, man. Oh, well, you're right. When he was on his A game. I don't think we're going to be able to see his A game anymore. We're going to be lucky if we can see his B-plus game from this point out in his career. Pressure, man. If the 49ers, when you can generate, when you can generate a pass rush and get pressure on the quarterback and the ball's going to come out, sometimes that takes the average DB and make him great, man. When they can sit on routes and, and do all that type of stuff. And the 49ers have the type of front seven that makes it a little bit easier to play DB. Uh, so I'm hoping that that helps Awesome Wild. And uh, I, I, I think, again, the, the 49ers are going to be a Super Bowl caliber team. And uh, the next team we're talking about is going to be their biggest, one of their biggest hurdles, obstacles to get to the uh, Super Bowl. The Seattle Seahawks, uh, 31, the Chargers, 10. What are your thoughts on this game, Daryl? You know, man, we're, we're a lot of fans are waiting to see if uh, Russell Wilson is going to have a sophomore slump. And, um, you know, I'm waiting to see if he's going to be able to continue on the success that he had from last season. And uh, so far, this you know, in this preseason game, it looks like he's, he's still holding on to what he, what he had last year. But we'll have to wait and see. Well, there's one thing that we know is he's the clear-cut leader of this team. Uh, the, the battle that I'm really looking at is uh, Tavares Jackson and Brady Quinn. You know, uh, to me, uh, Jackson's just a guy that was hit with a bunch of bad luck, man. Uh, they brought in Matthew Flynn last year to compete with him for the uh, position. Uh, Russell Westbrook surprised everyone. Jackson was shipped to um, Buffalo. Uh, this year, supposedly, he was uh, all set to compete for the Buffalo job with Cobb and E.J. Manuel. He was released. Uh, he accepted the fact that he's probably going to be a backup, decided to go back to Seattle. Man, he was he, he looked great. He looked like he was in midseason form. 
8 for 9, 128 yards, two touchdowns. Brady Quinn, 6 of 11, 59 yards, a touchdown. Uh, you know, this is going to be a battle that's going to continue to um, – that's going to continue throughout preseason, Daryl. Uh, one of these guys are probably not going to be on the roster. What are your thoughts? You know, I don't oh, know. This man. Battle. You know, Brady Quinn has never impressed me as a quarterback in the NFL, and we've seen um, Jackson win games in the NFL. So it doesn't. I, I'm almost sure that Jackson is going to be the backup quarterback in Seattle, and that would mean we'd have two African American quarterbacks. In the, on the Seattle uh, roster. Hey, but man, when we look on the other side, Philip Rivers, man, has been in the league for quite a while, and Antonio Gates, that combination has been a very successful combination for a long time. And Antonio Gates is not a young man. Philip Rivers is without his head coach this year. Um, how do you see these two guys, and how much longer do you see them uh, playing together in the league? I feel that uh, Phillip Rivers, he's going to outlast Gates. Uh, Gates is a guy that's battled uh, a lot of injuries. But uh, I, I tell you, man, when he's healthy, even though he's lost a step or two, this is one of the best tight ends in all of football. I, I really feel that he can have a productive year. Uh, Phillip Rivers, uh, he's going to miss North Turner, the offensive uh, mind, but sometimes change is good. Uh, I, I feel that this is a big year for Phillip, you know, uh, He's got to prove that he's still a, a middle-of-the-pack quarterback. Uh, before he was mentioned with the greats, he was up in the top echelon of quarterbacks. And uh, I think he's really taking a step back. And uh, this will be an opportunity for him to go out and prove uh, that he's on the right track. Uh, but just looking at their receivers, man, besides Gates, his safety blanket, they don't really have a bunch of guys that's going to um, put any fear in you. No, no, they don't. And um... – and, and not only is that, but you know this guy, uh, Randy Matthews. He's he's been hurt, the running back out of um, out of California, Fresno State. Fresno State. The last couple of years, he's been injured, and you know we it's yet to be seen if, if he's going to be able to complete an entire NFL season. For the last two years, he has not been able to uh, complete a season. He, he's a guy that get off the good starts and uh, plays well. But uh, like you mentioned, Darrell, he, uh, he's always – the injury bug always catches up to him. But uh, hopefully this year he'll be able to stay healthy. Another quarterback battle that's brewing is uh, in New York with the New York football Jets, man. Not the Giants, the Jets, where you have Sanchez and Geno Smith going at it, Darrell. What, what were your thoughts in, uh, in this uh, quarterback battle? You know, Sanchez, he's owed close to $9 million by the um, – the Jets is guaranteed, so it's going to be really hard to cut him. Got off to a bad start, but had a pretty good finish. Uh, he threw in a, a pick six, but uh, after that, he rebounded well. It was 10 to 13, 125 yards, a touchdown, and the interception. What are your thoughts? You know, I guess I wonder how is he going to feel collecting a check for about $500,000 a week during the season when he's gone out? and thrown possibly three interceptions and fumble the ball once during a regular season game. Well, I can answer answer that, Daryl. He's going to sleep really, really well, and uh, he's not going to have a problem, financial problem to worry about, man. He's going to sleep well. Uh, But, man, 
I don't know. And then I he'll guess. go be a two or three million dollar backup, man. So he's not he's gonna sleep well. Uh you know, hey, Sanchez again, after he made a bad mistake on the screen pass, trying to force one in there, but uh, after that he played pretty well, man. Uh Geno Smith was six or seven, forty seven yards. I'm gonna have to get an edge to Sanchez. I'm gonna get around one to Sanchez or uh, you know, Smith again. Uh good completion percentage, but uh he didn't look as confident and sure of what he was doing. But um, obviously the talent is there. He can throw the football. And now he's nursing a sore ankle. So I'm going to give uh, round one to um, to Sanchez. Another guy is uh, McElroy out of Alabama. You know, they say he's in the competition. They say it's open. But uh, a lot of times uh, the competition is closed or instead of being between three guys, it's between two guys. Uh, you know, if you're in the Detroit Lions, you got to feel good uh, with your backup, Sean Hill. Uh, he's a guy that can come in. He can make plays. If, uh, if Matthew Stafford was to ever get hurt, they should feel very, very confident in uh, Sean Hill. And uh, they're not going to miss a beat. You know, I don't think uh, Michael has ever gotten a fair shot at the starting job in New York. And I really don't think that Geno Smith is going to be as ready as McElroy is this year in this season coming up. I think McElroy will be a much better NFL-ready quarterback this year going into his third season than Geno Smith is going to be coming into his first season. And I really don't think that he is the answer for the New York Jets. And we definitely know that Sanchez is just a he, – he, he's like a um, – he, he, he's, he's like a, a, a toothpick trying to stop a bloody nose. You understand what I'm saying? It's just not going to happen, man. It's I, not going to happen. There, I really feel that uh, Sanchez is going to win this job. Uh, it, it's hard to cut a guy when you uh, – when his contract is guaranteed, when he's guaranteed to make eight to nine million dollars, it's gonna be hard to, to swallow that pill. But I do feel if the Giants if the Jets get off to a bad start in the first eight games, I really feel that we're gonna see uh Geno Smith from that point on. And then that way they're just gonna they're gonna start getting ready for next year. This is a tough year for uh, Coach Ryan because chances are he's gonna lose his job if they don't go uh Nine and seven, ten and six. So, um. and, and man, I'm gonna tell you, I really think Geno Smith is gonna get exposed because I don't think he's ready for what the NFL has in store for him. Where I do think McElroy has a better a better chance of uh, being a little more successful in New York this year. Geno Smith. Geno Smith is is the future. Uh, hey man, uh, I'm not gonna doubt a rookie quarterback after what the guys did last year. Uh, I, I I just can't do it. I'm not going to do it. So uh, jury's still out. Hey, uh, another game, man. Uh, New England Patriots, Philadelphia uh, Eagles. I'm sure these guys were ready to play each other. They pract- They had a couple practices against each against each other during the week uh, scrimmages. Uh, I'm going to give this another quarterback battle. I'm going to give this battle to Michael Vick and Nick Foles. Uh, Vick, four or five, 94 yards to touchdown. Foles was pretty nice also, five or six, 43 yards. He was accurate. But uh, I, I just really feel that uh, for Foles to win the job, he can't win it by a nose. He had to be lights. He had to be miles ahead of Michael Vick. And right now it's close. It's a close battle. So I'm going to give the edge to um, to Michael Vick. And, uh, you know, Tom Brady, man, he's just Tom Brady, 7 to 8, 65 yards, touchdown. He's like a surgeon out there. You know, Tom Brady is going to be doing his thing. And Tom Brady is one of those guys that you can tell he loves the preseason, regular season. He loves to be on the field. And um, 
I say it again, Sam. I've said it before. I really don't think the New England Patriots are going to be the New England Patriots we've seen in the past. No Aaron Hernandez. Robert Kowski's probably not going to play until about the fourth or the fifth game. I just can't see them. Okay, Daryl. We won't. We we won't see thirteen and three or fourteen and two. Maybe eleven and five. They'll make the playoffs. They'll be dangerous. Hey guys, you're listening to Sports Info UM on the Voice America Network. We'll be right back after the break. flagship station for sports voice america sports football and so much more is the focus of planet gridiron with damian anderson join the former arizona cardinals running back for a show that mixes well a little bit of everything damian brings to the program life experiences playing football and we'll talk about his variety of successes both on and off the field The goal is to provide you with a fun perspective on life, family, success, and, of course, football. Tune in to Planet Gridiron with Damian Anderson, Fridays at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time, on the Voice America Sports Channel. Are you a real sports fan? Get ready to talk football and anything else sports with Kwame Lasseter, formerly with the Arizona Cardinals, San Diego Chargers, and St. Louis Rams. Kwame's got the experience, so he's prepared to talk sports with you. Every week on Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk. It's on the Voice America Sports Network every Tuesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, noon Eastern Time. Get ready for unpredictable fun and sometimes a sarcastic look at the world of sports. That's Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network. You may not know all their names, but you certainly know what they did. They helped make this game into what it is today. Now we can do more to help them. The NFL Alumni Association is proud to assist our retired players to help make their lives better today and tomorrow. To learn more, please visit NFLalumni.org. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. You're tuned in to Sports Info UM with Daryl and Sam. Call us today at 888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or send us an email at sportsinfoum3793 at gmail.com. Now, back to the show. And welcome back to Sports Info UM. Sam, you know, when I look at this game, the Philadelphia Eagles and the Patriots, the Philadelphia Eagles look like they were never really in this game. And I'm not so sure if Chip Kelly has this team ready to play NFL ready football. This is not the NCAA. This is not Oregon. He's not prepared for San Diego State or Cal. He's actually prepared for the Patriots and the NFL. And, man, I'm not so sure if if Chip Kelly is just one of those guys, go to the NFL, wait out your probation and for college, and you go back and make more money in the the NCAA. Is he the – 
the new version of Steve Spurrier, you know, everybody was intrigued with Coach uh, Spurrier with the funny gun offense at the University of Florida. He made the leap to the Washington Redskins, made a whole bunch of money, said, thank you very much, Mr. Snyder. I'm going back to college. He's been at South Carolina, uh, and he's done a great job with that program. So, uh, are and you saving did the same thing. Let's not forget about him. He went to, um, you know. He, he went to the Dolphins. He quit after a year, though. He quit after a year, man. You know, uh, Spurrier. Uh, Chip hasn't made a year yet. Hey, uh, I, I don't know. I really feel this offense. I really feel the Eagles defense. They had to get better defensively. Uh, you know, but uh, it, it's tough when you're going against Tom Brady. And like you said, a guy that just loves football, whether it's the preseason, whether he's in the backyard, whether he's at the park. You're talking about a, good, a guy that loves football. And, uh he he showed it, man. He he showed it. He went out and proved it. And again, man, that you would think the Eagles would knew would know what was coming after practicing against the team for a couple of days during the week. Uh, another guy uh, I want to mention before we move on: Tim Tebow, four for twelve, fifty-five yards after being pressed in the duty early when Ryan Mallard went out with the head injury. What are your thoughts on Tim Tebow? I think Tim Tebow may really get exposed this week in the, in the NFL again. He's been exposed many times, man. And, uh, and Bill Belichick knows what he has in Tim Tebow. I think he really kind of relishes the fact that Tim Tebow is a Heisman Trophy winner. He has a lot of fanfare. And Belichick, whether he may, may or may not admit it, I think he enjoys that because that's the only reason I could see him having Tim Tebow on his team. He's no, he's not even close to Ryan Mallett. And let's not even speak his name in the, in the same sentence that we talk about Tom Brady. Hey, uh, you know, he had four carries, 31 yards. I, I don't see Belichick as a guy that wants the media attention of anything. To me, he's that anti-guy. Uh, but uh, I, I really feel Tim Tebow, again, he's going to be a tight end or maybe the up back on the um, – punt team uh I, I don't know there i really don't know but uh i know one thing he's clearly the third best quarterback on that team because he's not better than brady he's not better than mallet moving along the jacksonville jaguars the miami dolphins uh we have another quarterback battle we have uh chad henney versus uh blaine gabbert gabbert five of ten 19 yards in the interception Chad Henney, 8 of 11, 87 yards. Uh, I'm going to give Chad Henney uh, round one, but at the same time, the the, the franchise, uh, well, the, guy, the first round draft pick normally wins out in, in these battles, but uh, you have a new uh, coach, you have a new general manager. Uh, what are your thoughts on uh, this game, Daryl? Uh, Miami was clearly the better team. Miami was clearly the better team, and, uh, and I'm, I'm sure the Dolphins – expect more than what they had last year. But I'm not so sure about Tannehill. You know, he might be that quarterback that suffers from this sophomore slump. You know, we had three great, four great quarterbacks that came into came into the NFL last year as rookies. But are we going to have four quarterbacks in that sophomore season in, in the NFL that go on and do bigger and better things than they did last year? I don't see Tannehill doing that, and I really think he may be the – a slip for the Dolphins, per se. At the same time, man, the Jaguars, they look like the same old Jaguars we've seen for the last couple of years. And I hate to say it, Sam, but if we can't get this team to win this year, we may be losing this team to California or, or England or Mexico or even with, even with the $60 million commitment that they just made into stadium upgrades, uh, I, I'm going to say not so fast, my friend, uh, like Lee Corso would say. But uh, 
man, uh, you know, uh, when I look at the running game, I, I really feel that the Jaguars, they can't do anything but get better after going 2-14. and 14. But uh, no Jones, Drew, uh, I really feel that uh, the best thing going forward for this team is to start Chad Henney, let him become a game manager. Manager, They have Mercedes Lewis, the tight end. They have some nice young receivers. Uh, if they can get Jones Drew going, man, you, you can talk about a team that can be in two some games. Uh, when I look at Miami, I look at a team that was 9-7 and seven last year or 7-9, and nine, but at the same time they gave a couple games away with the timeouts trying to be pretty. Uh, so I really feel that this is a team that is uh, right on the verge of, of being a playoff team. Uh, I, I would I, – the one surprise to me is a guy that hasn't separated himself from the pack. It's the guy that everybody in the franchise want, wants to become the franchise running back, and that's Lamar Miller. Uh, through two preseason games, man, I, I just uh, I, I see the talent, but he hasn't done anything to separate himself from the pack, Daryl. You know, Lamar Miller was a, a young man that came out early from the University of Miami, and some consider him to be a Heisman candidate if he had stayed for his um, – his, his senior year at the University of Miami. Hey, but he was always one of those kids that looked like it took him a little while, a little, little long to get wind out. You know, he didn't, his first step is not a very quick step. But once he gets rolling, he's a very fast runner. But in, as a, as an NFL running back, the hole closes so quickly, man. You got to get there so quick. And, and maybe he just has not adjusted to the speed of the game yet. And uh, I hope he does. I'm really pulling for him. He's a he's a cane. I'm always a cane. Once a cane, always a cane. So hey, now on I'm the really other, pulling for Lamar Miller. Now on the other side, there was no Jones Drew. Uh, you had a couple guys. You had a. Uh... Jordan Todman uh, for the Jaguars, a guy I don't know where he's from, but uh, he ran the ball hard, man. Six carries, 45 yards. Uh, the guy who I was really impressed with is Denard Robinson, made the transition from quarterback to running back. He had nine carries, 32 yards, a little under four yards to carry. His longest run was seven yards. But the thing that I liked there was, uh, you know, I thought, hey, man, they're playing him at running back. Uh, I'm not so sure about that. You're, you're going you're gonna to limit him. You're going to only run sweeps and uh, – reverses and zone read type of plays. But the Jaguars, they ran Denard between the tackles. And, man, I tell you one thing I was impressed with. The young man is strong. Uh, He finished runs. He came out the other end a couple times. He reversed field. Uh, You can see the burst. You can't teach speed. Uh, I I really feel that this young man has a chance to be a nice compliment to Jones Drew, and they also spread him out wide. Uh, The first offensive weapon in uh, NFL history, man. So, uh that's a lot of pressure, but uh, I, I was really surprised. The guy moving from quarterback to running back and being able to finish runs in the National Football League and uh, holding on to the football, which is always key. You know, man, I, I, I don't really, I don't really like the idea of uh, Denard Robinson playing running back in NFL. I don't. I think he's a bit small. I think that's not a real natural position for him, and I would much rather see him fill that role of like a Heinz Ward. You know, a guy that played quarterback at the University of Georgia. But then he came in the NFL. He played a little bit of running back, played a lot of wide receiver. Uh, he threw the ball a little bit. But he ultimately he ultimately landed and stayed at wide receiver. That was his position. So I, I, think, I'd, I think I'd like to see Denard Robinson play wide receiver, maybe even run some – reverse sweeps a little bit, maybe some reverse sweep passes, let him throw the ball. But 
just to put him in the backfield and say, oh, oh, Heinz Ward's out. Denard, get in there. Oh, no. Maybe, maybe three or four plays, but once we start running him between the tackle and the A and B gap, Sam, we're going to have problems, man. Hey, Daryl, this is the preseason, and again, the Jaguars, they did move him around. Uh, I, I really feel that with that offensive weapon title, he's not just going to be a tailback, but again, you want to see what you got. You want to see if you can give the guy the ball, how he's going to handle being hit by the other team when he has to run between the tackles because, uh, you know, uh, Chris Johnson, he's not a big guy. He has a lot of speed. He's played the position uh, most of his life. So that is a, that is a big advantage. But at the same exactly. time, but at the same time, this is the preseason now. And you want to see how guys are going to handle that. I mean, you're playing early, playing against the starters. Uh, I really feel that the young man proved himself. We all know that you can put him out in space. Uh, you can put him in the slot. You, he can run the zone read. So uh, I really feel that he stepped up to the challenge, showed that he can run the ball if he's pressed into duty. Am I, uh, will I give him the ball 20 times a game? No. I'm going to try to get a guy like Denard Robinson in space and let him do what he do and is – which is run and make people miss in space. So uh, I, I just really feel he stepped up to the challenge and showed that, hey, he's a guy that can, can carry the ball. And that gives other teams something to think about because if, if, if you're the opposing defense, you're thinking, oh, sweep or uh, zone read. But now you gotta you got to prepare for everything. Yeah, you're doing. But ultimately, I hope he does settle in at the wide receiver. It's going to be better for his career. And we'll – We'll have a chance to see him in Jacksonville do some things. But I'm looking forward to seeing him play um, this season. And I'll be in Jacksonville watching him. Yes, man. He has created some excitement in uh, in, in Jacksonville, man. Uh, moving along, we have Arizona Cardinals and the Packers. A shutout here. Uh, I, I really feel that Arizona, man, uh, they, got, they got the coach of the year, Bruce Aarons. Uh, they got a guy that can throw the ball. Another another young rookie that really ran hard and and uh, and made a name for himself. Well, distinguished himself. And welcome to the NFL as uh, Stephen Taylor out of out of Stanford. Twenty carries, sixty four yards. Ran the ball hard. He really looks like he could be that guy in Arizona. Oh yeah, he, he does look very good, man. Uh, well. Um, yeah, as long as you're on 14 yards, and that's a big deal in your first preseason game in the NFL. Yeah, but uh, showing that you can run and take that pound, and uh, I'm sure the, the happiest man in Arizona is Larry Fitzgerald. He got a quarterback that can throw the ball now in Carson Palmer. Have we seen the best of Carson Palmer, or are we going to see something that resembles the Carson Palmer Chad Johnson? You know, we can see something that resembles Carson Palmer Chad Johnson, Oh, we're going to see the Carson Palmer that played for the Raiders last year that had lead, lead shoes on and could not move, could not run, was not mobile at all. I don't know how mobile Carson Palmer is, but I do know that uh, Carson Palmer has a big arm. He's, he's a little bit more accurate than the guys that were throwing the ball last year. I, I think Arizona would be happy if he if we can find a happy medium between the guy that was in Cincinnati and then the guy that was in Oak. In Oakland, I really feel that that'll make them happy. Uh, hey, man, Vince Young, he didn't uh, throw the ball a lot. One for three, he made his debut with the Green Bay Packers, seven yards, uh, two carries, 12 yards. Uh, for a guy that's just getting into training camp, man, I, I'm just excited. And, I again, I couldn't believe that, uh, that there were 64 quarterbacks better than Vince Young. I salute the uh, Packers for giving him, giving him a shot. 
you know, and I, I think sometimes all you need is a shot. And I hope Vince Young truly takes advantage of this opportunity. I know he has to know how valuable it is, and I know he's not going to do anything to mess it up. If anything, he should do an extra, extra, extra credit so he can maintain his job and maybe move up on his depth chart a little bit. And and I, I really think he could possibly be the second quarterback on this team before, the, before it's all said and done. Hey, man, the most impressive rookie over the weekend was uh... – Corderell Patterson for the uh, Minnesota Vikings, man. He had four catches, 54 yards. He had a couple nice returns, Daryl. And uh, Coach Frazier came out and said, we got to feed this man. We got to give him the ball even more. You know, uh, I, I tell you, man, I think this kid, the honey badger um, in Arizona, uh, he, he's overcome a lot of things this season, uh, last season. Didn't play at all in college last year and was drafted, I really think this could be a, 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 a step-by year for him. Some people feel that he's going to be the best rookie there when uh, that there this guy has been getting praised from uh, some of the top pro pro personnel men in all of football. So uh, hey, uh, you know, just the way to rebound. But when you're talking about the Honey Badger, you are talking about a guy that was a defensive player that finished it, that was a finalist for the Heisman. So you're not talking about just any old player. He sat out a year, but all you hear about is his instincts and uh, how how he's such a playmaker. So uh, just man, uh, glad to see him overcoming some of uh, his mistakes, and uh, we just wish him the best, man. And uh, the type of contract he signed, you know, action speaks louder than words. Hey guys, you're listening to Sports Info. You am on the Voice America Network. We are out. Peace. Thanks again for listening. Daryl Oliver and Sam Sword will be back again next Monday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel for more Sports Info UM. We'll see you then.